Welcome to a Golden Success Podcast, where I'll be sharing the real, raw, and honest accounts of crafting an authentically successful small business, and literally nothing is off limits. I'm Lisa, the founder of Golden Brands, a community and membership platform designed for creatives and small business owners navigating the early stages of their entrepreneurial journey. Join me weekly as we dive into insightful business topics that are going to empower you to take action to get you closer to that authentic version of business success. Hello everyone, happy Friday and welcome back to the podcast. I'm going to just be mixing things up a little bit today. I know it's only episode number eight and we're already mixing things up, but I have had some really great questions come through from some of you on our Instagram and I wanted to cover some of those questions that I have received today. So there's five questions that I've picked and we're just going to kind of dive through things pretty quickly but let me know if you'd like me to go into any of the points that I cover today in a little bit more detail and of course I can always um, come back to them in future for another podcast episode where I dive into one of these topics a little bit more. The first question that came through was asking me what my top three tips would be for someone just starting out in business. And I have a lot of tips, so it was quite hard to kind of summarize this into my top three ones. But the things that came to mind first when I thought about this, if I was to go back to day one of starting Golden Brands or any of my previous businesses, like what advice would I tell myself? And these are a couple of the things that I would tell myself, um, especially in that first kind of six to 12 months of business. So number one is to not overcomplicate things for yourself. So focus on just like one key service, one key platform to grow your audience, one key pricing model. Just keep things really, really straightforward in the early stages. I see so many small business owners and I have definitely been guilty of this myself in the past is trying to do absolutely everything when you're just starting a new business. Trying to offer every single service under the sun, trying to be across every single social media platform, having far too complex packages and pricing and different options and you're just overcomplicating things for yourself and for your client. It pays to keep things really, really simplified, straightforward, and then that way you can really target an exact ideal customer. You can keep your messaging and your marketing all so much easier and streamlined. If you are adding value or educating, you know, you know exactly what to add value, what topics to add value around, what to educate your audience on, because you're just offering like one key service. You're not offering like seven different services that you have to educate your customer on. So really try and keep things so simple in the early stages of business. Don't compare your journey in the early stages to other business owners who might be like three, four, five years in, and they might be offering every service under the sun, but they have gone for a process to get to that point. And you do not need to start out in business offering everything. (laughs) Try and keep it just so easy for yourself and also what I see too with small business owners we try and be across every single social media platform do one really really well and then you can expand from there so you might want to just focus on Instagram to begin with and build up your audience on Instagram and then you might be wanting to look at bringing in another social media platform where you can add long-form content like YouTube or a podcast for example don't try and be across Facebook Instagram LinkedIn Twitter if anyone even uses that TikTok, like don't try and be across absolutely everything in those early stages, because if you do, you're going to spread yourself too thin and you're not going to do anything well. Um, I'm sure you've all heard that saying. So second point is to research, research, research. You need to know absolutely everything about your industry and your audience. Gather data 
analyze that data, research everything you possibly can. So I don't actually see people doing this enough. And you might be like, I've got this really, really great business idea. Like people are just going to come and buy it because it's such a great idea and it's such a great service that everyone needs. But you really need, no matter what industry you're in, service provider, product-based business, you need to do so much research. You really need to understand all of the pain points, challenges that your ideal customer has, why they would come to you over someone else, like what makes you different. You really, really need to understand them so then you can actually talk to them directly in your marketing. And this is going to lead to far more sales for your business. So in those early stages, even before you launch or in that first six to 12 months, do so much research and this is actually something you're going to continue to do it's never going to end but particularly in the early stages you really need to set aside time to be researching and then third you're going to need to get really really good at a few key things for your business and the number one thing is marketing and again i don't think Many small business owners, when they're starting out, realize how big a role that marketing is actually going to play in their business. In the first one to two years, you're probably going to be doing more marketing than you're actually doing providing your service to your clients. So you're going to need to get really, really good at it. You're going to need to learn a lot about marketing. Unless, of course, you do have that option of outsourcing or getting different professionals or contractors on board. But for the majority of us, we end up having to be the marketing person for our business. And that's just the reality of being a small business owner. You're going to need to learn about how to sell for email marketing. You're going to need to learn about how to create email sequences, sales funnels. You're going to need to learn about selling through social media, probably meta ads, SEO at some point too. Like You're going to need to be across all of that for your business in those early stages because your job is going to be just getting clients. That's going to be a huge big part of your role to be able to keep growing your business. So that would be kind of three key things that I would encourage every small business owner who's just starting out to focus on. Getting really great at marketing, doing your research and just making sure that everything is not overcomplicated for your business, that you really streamline everything and keep it just simple, very simple in those early stages. Okay, the second question that I got, this was actually from one of our members and she asked, how are you so open and honest and do you have reservations about sharing personal stuff? So in the past, I have definitely had a lot of reservations about sharing personal stuff and it has really held me back. And I believe in like past businesses has really held me back by not sharing some of the personal stuff that I know my ideal client, my target audience would have related to and it would have helped me to build a better connection relationship with those potential clients. And I think it would have really helped with also selling services in the past. But with Golden Brands, I... Don't have any reservations whatsoever. I am an absolute open book, but it has taken me a while to get to this point. So there was one thing that I realized that kind of changed everything for me and it changed how I, my whole perception around, you know, sharing, sharing so much about my personal life. And so what I realized is that people don't actually care about you or what you are doing unless it directly affects them. And I know that may seem harsh, but that is the reality. Like 
people are not sitting here on Instagram judging you for every single post that you put up. So I know like no one's sitting on the other side of Instagram being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Lisa like didn't do her hair before she posted that Instagram story or that she didn't put makeup on. Like no one, no one is saying that stuff or like no one cares enough to be judging you on every single thing that you do. Maybe if you were like a celebrity, it might be a little bit different, but you know, for the reality, if it's not directly affecting our audience, what we post and what we share, they don't care. Like they're not sitting there judging us. And I think that that really changed everything for me because I realized like people actually want to see real people that they can resonate with and connect with. We want to see people living real lives, not like this picture perfect life where everything's amazing and our house is like perfectly immaculate and we've got a full face of makeup and our hair's all beautiful. Like no one really wants to see that. They want to see the real stuff. And I think like a combination of really learning these things and just realizing like no one cares as much as what I think that they care. So it has helped me just to be a bit more like of myself, like just show up as I would have a conversation with a friend or a random that I meet like walking down the street, like just to kind of think of Instagram in the same way and to talk exactly how I would if I was just having a conversation with someone and um, if it can help someone else in some way then I'm very happy to share and talk about it. I also in the past used to really worry that I would upset someone with something I might say or one of my actions that it might upset someone and that would never ever be my intention and the thought of upsetting anyone like I just like I just can't cope with that. And that's something that I have also struggled with in business in the past where I just over deliver because I want everyone to be really, really happy. I don't want anyone to have any negative feedback for me or be upset or angry of anything I do in any way, shape or form. So this is something that my business mentor actually worked with me over um, last year. So she told me, And this actually really hit home for me. She's like, Lisa, it is not your job to make everyone happy. And not only is it not your job, you actually can't make everyone happy. There's always going to be one person who gets upset over something that is completely out of your control, no matter what you do. So that has also really stuck with me. The more and more people that I help, of course, there's going to be someone at some point that might not agree with something I say or might not be happy with my approach or, you know, there may be something that comes up. That's just going to be inevitable. Like, that's just going to be something that is completely out of my control. And when it happens, I'm just going to have to move on as quickly as I can, Um, you know, like not dwell on that situation or let it really hold me back and stop sharing things or, you know, I just need to move past it because it's just inevitable. It's going to happen. And so that is also made me realize like I can't hold myself back from any fear of being judged or any fear that I'm going to upset anyone. Okay, next question. And this one was a goodie. So my thoughts around investing in business when it's not seeing the return you'd hoped for. This has literally been me the last 18 months. <laughs> I have invested so much money into golden brands and I've constantly kept setting myself goals and no, I haven't really actually hit, I've set big goals for myself, of course, as I do, and I haven't really 
hit all of those goals throughout the like the milestones that we've gone through over the last 18 months but we have kept moving forward and the business is growing and growing and growing and I know that we will get to the point where I can start to pay myself a full-time salary like I know that that day is coming and we're getting closer and closer to it but over the last 18 months I have had to well I have chosen to invest everything back into the business Every single dollar that comes in, I invest it back into the business. And not only do I invest everything that comes in back into the business, I have also invested maybe sixty or seventy thousand dollars off my own money back into the business. And yes, that is hard to do when you are not paying yourself and you're not seeing the return that you'd hoped for. But there's a few key things that I would cover here around like my mindset around this and my thoughts around it. Like, of course, you've got to spend money to make money. Everyone knows that. Like, you can't just launch a business, well, particularly the type of business that I have created. I couldn't just launch that without spending a dime on it and then hoping that I would have 5,000 members. Like, there's just no way that that would be possible. I have to spend money to grow it and then to see more sales come through. I've got to, like, spend money to reach people. I also know that if you can't invest in yourself, then how is anyone else going to have the confidence to invest in you? And again, I know that it might seem a little bit harsh, but it's really, really true. If you can't invest in yourself and your business, then you're going to struggle with selling and asking other people to invest in what you've got to offer. It is a part of growing a small business. Each of the four businesses that I have owned, I have invested quite a bit of money into all of them, some more than others, um, they're all very different business models. But my first business, my wedding styling and planning business, I invested maybe 25, 30,000 in that first year into that business as well. And that was really important in like growing my higher range. I had to buy a van. Um, actually, it would have been a little bit more than 30,000 now I'd take into account the van. But there were things that I had to to purchase in order to grow that business to the next level. And if I didn't make those investments, my business would have stayed stagnant. And I know that with Golden Brands too. If I don't invest in, like, say, meta ads to um, continually see new leads come into Golden Brands, then how am I going to grow our sales? <laughs> like, it all requires some financial investment. If I hadn't initially invested in building the membership platform, then I would probably be running it just for a Facebook group and I probably couldn't charge for that so like everything has required a level of investment and I am really really confident in the growth of Golden Brands and that one day we will have thousands of members like I truly truly believe that I can see the long-term vision and I know that that is 100% possible if I just keep going I just keep taking those actions every single day I keep investing I keep showing up, doing the work, growing and learning and evolving it and just making it the best platform that it possibly can be. I do, however, have a goal and a date for this year where, like, I've got a goal of how many members I want to reach at a particular point this year in order to start paying myself a specific salary. And regardless if I reach that goal or not, I will this year just start paying myself a salary. And obviously that salary will alter slightly depending on how many members we've got in the membership. But I do have a date this year where I will 
stop putting every single dollar back into the business, but I will set aside a specific amount every month that goes back into investing in the business and then I will set aside how much of um, the revenue that comes through that I can also pay myself. So that will definitely be happening this year regardless of where we're at because by then it would have been two years <laughs> that I haven't paid myself a cent. So um, I like obviously worked with my husband to kind of look at when I would need to start paying myself an income and I'm very very fortunate that up until this point I have been in a position to invest so much back into the business and I know not everyone is in that position I certainly haven't been in the past of other businesses that I've owned but I feel like it's just been perfect timing that um, we were able to get to a point financially our family that I didn't need to contribute financially for this past 18 months but I do need to at some point so that's kind of how I've looked sorry that's a long answer to a short question but I hope that has helped in some way question number four should I be blogging in 2024 well I would say if you are working on your SEO and want to potentially reach more clients customers through Google, then blogging is a really great way of doing it. Doing that, I use it for a few key purposes. So to enhance SEO, and I also use it to add value and educate um, our audience. So what I do every single month, I have an email that goes out to our whole email list. It's called our bite size like monthly tips email, and that email is around our monthly topic that we have in the membership. So for example, it might be or like one month might be around growing on social media. And then in that email, I link to some recent blog posts that I have put up also around our monthly topic. So this helps to get people from my email list across over to my website when they can check out all of our free resources. Like we've got free training, we've got um, past guest interviews on our blog and lots of other things that people can dive into. So it's just a great way to add a lot more value and to get people over to our email, I mean to our website, where they can also check out more about Golden Brands and everything that we offer. So those are the two ways that I am using blogging at the moment. And I don't blog a huge amount, like a couple times a month. I try and aim for like two or three blogs a month and I probably haven't done that at all recently, but say one or two a month. <laughs> and I do find that those emails do get a lot more clicks for to the blogs blog posts so it has worked really well and it's just a great way that we can add a lot more extra value to our audience so those could be ways that you could look at using blogging in my first business I blogged every single week for four years and my business my wedding planning and styling business was in the the first two to three spots on Google for all of the keywords related to Wedding Planner Brisbane, Wedding Stylist Brisbane, everything like that. And a lot of that was through the amount of work that I did with blogging. And yes, that did take time, but I actually really enjoyed blogging. And I think if you start to get into like a routine with it, it can be really enjoyable. And you can also repurpose all of that content for your email list, for your social media. Like there's so many great ways that your blog post could then form like five pieces of content. In the past, when I used to do Pinterest marketing as well, I used to take one blog post and turn it into like 20 pins. And then I would link like obviously those pins back to that blog post. And that was a great way to get more eyes on my blog post as well. 
So there's so many great ways you can repurpose that content that you're writing for your blog. Okay, the final question, this came through from one of our members, Marisa, actually, about how to start a podcast. And I don't know if I'm the right person to ask this question because I've only done eight episodes. But what I will say is that it can be really, really easy if you don't overcomplicate it for yourself. So I had the idea to start a podcast right before Christmas, and then I went away for five days with no internet, so I couldn't do any research on how to start a podcast. But I had a notebook, so I wrote down a few ideas for what my podcast could include, and I just started mapping out what the first three episodes would be for my podcast. And then I got back the following week, first week of January, and I realized that the video editing software that I use, for it's called Filmora, you can just record like via your mic straight into that program. So I don't even need to like, I, or I could just use Zoom, but I'm like, oh, this is super easy. I don't even need to like record on video. I can just record audio only. So I did that for the first couple and just recorded them in Filmora. Think that's how you say it and then I edited them in Filmora that took me like five to ten minutes because I really didn't edit anything out of it I just spoke and I'm like I want to keep this really natural and real so I didn't really edit anything out of it only a few like pauses and mistakes I had made and then I just uh, actually I asked one of my friends who has a podcast like what do you use what program do you use to upload your podcast and she's like oh, I use a program called Buzzsprout I'm like okay great I'll just use that same program I don't have time to research different programs or how this works so I'm like okay Buzzsprout it is sign up to Buzzsprout I think it's on like $15 a month or something and it was like upload your first episode write your show notes I'm like okay done done and then where do you want this podcast episode to go? I'm like, mm, okay, maybe like Spotify and Apple, probably the main ones. Pop it up onto those. And then I just hit like upload or something. And it was done. Like literally it is that easy. And of course I could spend more time learning about what makes a really great podcast episode, how to write good show notes. Like I could learn all of that stuff, but I just don't have the time at the moment. And I will make that a priority at some point this year, but if I got so caught up in learning how to do all those things really well, like how to make a really, really great intro, what, like how long your podcast episode should be, how you should write your show notes, what keywords you need, how to do a title. Like if I started getting caught up in all of that stuff and learn, like thinking I need to learn absolutely everything before I start a podcast, then I probably wouldn't have started it for like another three or four months. So I'm like, just get it up. It will get better and better. I will learn as I go. Everyone has said they've really enjoyed the podcast so far, so thank you for all of that wonderful feedback, and it will continue to get better and better. Like, I will at some point this year probably do, like, a course. I'll probably actually get someone in the membership, in the Cold Brands membership, to do a masterclass or training around how to start a podcast. Not just for myself, but also for our members, but of course that will be very beneficial for me. Um, so yeah, just get started, give it a crack and don't overcomplicate it for yourself. It can just get better and better. Like no one expects your very first episode to be like 
um, maybe Amy Porterfield or Gina Kutcher's podcast. <laughs> no one expects, because I've done probably like 500 pro- podcast episodes. So no one is going to have that expectation for your podcast. Like just get started and ask your audience what they want to hear. That's what I did. And that's how I got these questions that I've covered today. And also some of the other topics I've covered in past episodes have come directly from asking on Instagram what people want to hear. So that would be my advice for starting a podcast. As I learn more, I'll definitely share some better tips around that. But thank you, Debron, who asked some questions on our Instagram stories the other day. And if you'd like me to dive into any more topics for upcoming episodes, please just feel free to DM me on Instagram. I hope you all have a wonderful week ahead and I will speak to you all again very soon. Thanks so much for listening.